Hi guys, and welcome back to the Wings of Fire Fan Wings podcast, where we talk about all things Wings of Fire. But today, we will be talking about Foetic, or the ship between Foeslayer and Arctic. This has spoilers for the specific books of Darkstalker, Runaway, The Winglet, Winter Turning, and The Dangerous Gift. So, read all of those before you um, listen to this podcast. And this was a suggestion from one of the listeners so thank you for the suggestion and i really like this ship actually and there's a lot i want to talk about because runaway is probably one of my favorite winglets and it's really elaborated there so i'm very excited to talk about this ship so let's get started so the first thing about poetic i want to address is it's kind of tragic in a way like it has a lot of family issues for starters diamond literally enchanted okay I'm going to start off from the least to the worst in the scale of what in the moons did she just do. She enchanted the crown of the ice wings. So the first it would hate night wings. Like, you don't need to rub off your negative vibes to other dragons, Diamond. You don't, okay? <laughs> just because your son likes a night wing doesn't mean you need to rub off like all those negative vibes to literally every queen for 2,000 years. But then, if anyone remembers the diamond trial. So, apparently, before like the trial even started, she froze him and then killed Foslayer like 40 times. And But then Foslayer just went back into ice and she sits there forever until winter and Hailstorm freed her. So, you know? They just didn't have the best relationship family. And then Prudence, um, Foeslayer's mom, only said, Okay, fine, I'm only going to do this because he could bring animus magic to our tribe. I just thought he wouldn't be dumb enough to go over with us. But, you know, apparently he was. So, good for him. Yeah, that's what she's basically like. So, yeah, they kind of didn't have the best relationship along with Darkstalker being an animus and an arctic not liking the night kingdom trying to be nocturnal and all of that hectic stuff going on i don't i just think in different circumstances maybe if they had been born into the same tribe maybe if they had been born into different tribes but like not icewing and nightwing maybe just i don't know sandwing and seawing or something that they could have been together and it would have been happy and they would have had two nice hybrid children one that's super cool and like has the best phrases ever and is such a cute bean and then one who has animus magic and wants to take over the world but at the same time does good and then finds clear sight and fathom and all of that stuff but it turns out good i think it just would have been better if they didn't have that many family issues and that brings me to my next point it could have worked out because if Diamond wasn't such a helicopter parent, or, like, just, like, you're part of the Icewing royal family. You need to give us the gift. You need to stay here. If Diamond would have just let Arctic be with Foeslayer, it would have probably worked out. Because when Arctic got the letter saying, you could come back. All you need to do is, like, make sure Whiteout and Darkstalker don't survive. <laughs> Yeah, you could just come back and everything would be fine. You know? That was like super sad. Diamond is crazy. 
that is a huge fact. Diamond is literally crazy. But I feel so bad for Foe Slayer and Arctic. I really did ship them, and it's probably one of the best developed ships in Wings of Fire. Probably one of the most impactful, if not the most impactful. I mean, it made Darkstalker. It started the Icewing Nightwing War. It had the effects that happened in, like, Book 14, with Snowfall being all paranoid. She wouldn't have had that personality if not for the Crown and the Nightwings, probably. And everything, like, it was the most impactful ship, probably. Maybe besides Clear Shite and Sunstreak, because, I mean, well, this is a spoiler for the third arc, so make sure you've read that. They kind of, like, you know, made a whole tribe. The Hive Wings, I mean, that was pretty impactful. So, let's call this one the second most impactful ship. So... Yeah, this one was, like, just an amazing ship. Arctic. It was just beautiful. And how Arctic used the magic for Foe Slayer. And how this kind of went against his whole life. And how he was about to marry Snowflake. But everything just didn't work out. And now, we're going to talk about Snowflake. Because, <laughs> yep, she played a very important part in Foetic. And if you forget from one runaway snowflake is who arctic was supposed to marry and have dragonette twist that could challenge diamond yada 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 so snowflake didn't like arctic arctic didn't like snowflake very simple but then diamond was like yeah you two are getting married because snowflake is tolerable just because she's quiet and doesn't talk that much so yeah like i said diamond i don't know She's just not the best dragon. But then Snow, like, becomes friends with Snow Fox. And, you know, I'm going to address um, Snow Fox's fox. <laughs> so she becomes friends with Fox. And then they despise this plan, you know, to get Arctic to go with Foe Slayer. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's actually pretty cool. I don't know. I know they did it for their own reasons. But I don't know if it's just me, but I do see an undertone. Just a very slight, very slight feeling that Snowflake and Snowfox wanted Arctic to be happy. Just the slightest feeling. Well, probably because they didn't like Arctic, but they. I just get that slightest feeling because, I mean that's the result of it and they probably would have taken that into account because they're both snowflake and fox are both very smart dragons so i think that's another reason they did it i don't know just a little undertone sort of thing that just makes it sweeter in my opinion so yeah that is poetic for you i know this was a bit of a shorter podcast episode but I kind of covered all I think I needed to cover about Poetic. It's very tragic, but it was one of the most impactful ships in the whole series, and it was just an amazing ship. It was built from the ground up with probably no potential, but then it was just once they saw each other and started talking, and then Bowslayer introduced Arctic to the concept of laughing. I think it kind of mirrors Winter Watcher in a way. And then how Foe Slayer was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
that, you know? And then talk to Arctic like Arctic was an actual dragon and not just an animus that was supposed to give a gift for his tribe and amazing and do all that stuff and then just become a silent force of the universe. No. She treated Arctic as an actual dragon. And Arctic just really liked Foeslayer and used his magic for Foeslayer, which went against his whole entire life's purpose. So this ship was super sweet, in my opinion. It's one of the best and one of the most impactful. I've already said that a multitude of times, but it is very true. Because, I mean, what if this didn't happen? <laughs> what would the whole second dark be without Darkstalker? It would be crazy, and maybe a bit less crazy, but then who would Moon be talking to in her head for the whole time? Would there be another dragon under the mountain? We don't know. Well, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I hope you also just enjoy a lot of the content that is coming with book 14 and such, and I liked how book 14 kind of touched on poetic a bit with, like, Diamond enchanting the crown, and I was like, oh, hey, this is a perfect time to make this episode. Thanks for the person who suggested it. So, yeah. Anyways, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!